go, 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 go. Okay. Welcome to Porchcast episode three-ish. Uh, Adam probably won't, I mean, he'll be on this episode, but he won't be on the entire thing. He'll say something as he's walking through after he's done jacking it. He has to go to work, so he's not going to be here. But uh, this is impromptu because an old favorite's back again. <laughs> Tom Schmidlin. Hi. He's got, uh, he called me and said that we should record one, so here we are. It's actually a really good day for it, too. Yeah, it it's is. Really, really nice, so. He brought old Tim Bringle with him. Hey. There we go. He said something. He said he wasn't going to say nothing. AKA Pom. Pom. <laughs> Carter, who is my son, calls him uh, Pom. Yeah. He refuses like, to say my name just to be a dick. <laughs> he is a dick. That baby the, has got the enough. the dickiest year and a half year old I've he's, ever met. He's, well, he's cognizant enough to be a dick, I guess. Yeah, he can. He yeah. can sass. <laughs> he got a little. Certain measures sets back. Oh, Carter Schmidlin. Yep. America's sass bag. He is America's sass pocket. <laughs> he's got. He's got a pocket full of uh, sassanite. That's I don't even. Oh God, that's just <laughs> that's awful. I, sadly, that's better than any joke we made on the last one that you weren't here for. But we made. It was terrible. It tur- it devolved so far into awful uh, pop culture jokes and things that <laughs> at, at some point Tom Caruso pulled out his cell phone uh-huh. and started using a Charlie Sheen soundboard oh, no. the microphone. That wow. was when I that was when I just ended the whole thing and I was like we're done. It has to stop. And I unplugged the microphone cables. <laughs> Stormed off. <Yeah. laughs> that was the uh, that was the depths that it sunk to but it was already <laughs> heading down there as it were. Um, but anyway <laughs> what I was saying before is that we had started season two, we recorded one, and Adam and I got real drunk, and it took this like really weird turn where we were ta- we were talking about serious things and stuff. Yeah. Because for some reason Zach George kept making us talk about serious things. He would ask us real questions instead of just being silly or whatever. Yeah. And then I ended up trying to edit it, and it was just a mess of like. <laughs> All kinds of people's names that we shouldn't be using because I don't know. If, like it wasn't like you're saying anything bad. It was just you know one of those like yeah. things you don't want you don't want to say anybody's like full name if they don't want to know they don't want to be part of it or whatever. Yep. So we tried to reset it and then it became that. So the second episode, which will be the first episode, I'm done editing. I just haven't uploaded yet, and it's it's funny but in the worst, <laughs> most awful way possible. Man. It's funny in a mad TV way. That's how. <laughs> Ooh. So not funny. Yeah. No. Ouch. Man. Not funny at all. But, uh, so, what's we, been happening? I got a new job. Yeah? Yeah, you work at Half Price HPB? I work Should at we the say HPB, half price and half price uh, I like it a lot. Yeah? It doesn't pay much, but there's it has good benefits and a good discount and yeah. good uh, camaraderie. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone I work with is really cool, and it's it flies by. It's a lot of fun. Do you work a lot there, or is it or forty you, hours? Yeah. Well, I think it's technically like thirty-five or thirty-six hours or something like that. We get an hour paid lunch, which is awesome. Oh wow! Yeah. For retail, that's just yeah, that's unheard of. Um, we have really good health benefits, which is good. Mm-hmm. 
and I've so I've sort of stopped looking for a better job. Right, right, right. <laughs> if something falls into my lap, I I would you know consider it, but I haven't really pursued any other avenues because between <clears throat> that and I still teach night classes. Yeah. So. No. Oh, you'll be making, making it right. I'll be making ends meet. <laughs> making ends meet in the club. <laughs> you know, kind of getting by in the you club. You know how I do. <laughs> not I really rich, but still comfortable, kind yeah. of, for my family in the club. Yeah, not much savings, but little to no debt, maybe. <laughs> so, in the club. You in know. the club, I'm in. Yeah. When I'm in the club, I buy the drink special. <laughs> and I only, only get one. Only I'm, get one. I'm only there for happy hour and not the whole thing. Just the beginning with high price appetizers. <laughs> What's that barkeep? It's 710. I got to get going because your prices is high again. <laughs> yeah, I just rapped. <laughs> it was awesome. That's yeah. good. This yeah. is already better than every other thing I've recorded so far this year. Uh, <laughs> what you been up to, Palm? Yeah, Palm. Uh, hanging out with you. That's uh, true. We hang out a lot lately. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> I, we have a blast. You guys you guys went and saw Super 8 today? We saw Super 8. Um, I thought it was good. I didn't think it was like, it didn't blow my mind or anything, but I was well satisfied with the money I didn't spend because I got in free because <laughs> oh, my mom works yeah, there. Man. But, uh... Yeah, All of these solid. things are making me sound like I'm like 16 years old. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. I work at a bookstore and I got in free to the movies because my mom works there. Yeah. Oh, mom. And I have a baby, so that makes me sound like I'm 16 too. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, social commentary. <laughs> Scathing yeah, social I was gonna commentary. Say, very biting. Yeah. Babies having babies. <laughs> Who knew? And, and what not. Yes. What a world. <laughs> what a world indeed. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, we hang out a lot. It's awesome. Yeah. It's like it's kind of like when uh, you, I would just show up at your house all the time because uh, you didn't work much. Yeah. When you're living at home and it was awesome because I'd be like, well, Justin's probably one. Yeah. To hang I, out. <laughs> I didn't do anything. And, and so Tim's always ready to hang out. And so I'm I my schedule's crazy, but when I do have free time, it's awesome. You're the first two people I call. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fine with me. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I call you both. Yeah. At once. <laughs> hello, Conf- hello. Conference, conference call. How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> we can both hear you. Why do you, <laughs> you, why don't do you need insist to say on saying one? everything once for each person mm-hmm. who's on the call? <laughs> it's got to individualize sorry, sorry. the performance. Yes. <laughs> what, uh, what, what else have you been guys what else been you guys? <laughs> what else? What else have you guys been doing other than you? Uh, I mean, you went to Super Eight, but obviously, do you go watch? You go watch a lot of movies, or you go? No, not. I've, I've been to the number of times I've been to. Is this people gonna pick me up while I'm doing this? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the number of times I've been to the movies since having a child. Yeah. I can count on one hand. Um, but uh, each time has been a memorable experience. You guys, have been terrible. Do you guys just, what do you, other than that, you just hang out at your house, or? Yeah, we, uh, well, we go eat. If I got the baby, <laughs> we'll hang out with him and go eat somewhere, and, uh, maybe go shop if we need to shop, but, uh, if I don't have the baby, or if it's late at night when he's in bed, um, and if Jen's in bed, because she goes to bed a lot earlier than I do, um, we just, like, we watch Mr. Science Theater. Some manos. 
Man of hand of uh, hands of fate. Oh, that's the other a good day. one. It's classic. I got that for um, with my discount. I got it for a dollar fifty on DVDs. Wow. I could just sit here and list all the horrible, disturbing <laughs> bargains. I that would get. that would be all I would do if I worked there. And I would just go look around I'm, and find every. Everyone dumb thing. tells me it calms down after you've been work that works there. They're like it calms down after you work there for a while. But right now I'm in full on right. like shopping. You're mode. in the you're in that mode that I've gotten into when I go on Amazon Marketplace. Oh I'm yeah. Like, oh, everything's one cent, and then a yeah, hundred dollars later, I'm like a yeah. thousand things I have yeah, look now. At, look at me and my things. Ten. Yeah, you're just basically paying for shipping. Yeah, yeah it's. I, which I do love. I think it's great. Yeah, I love shipping. It brings stuff right to me. It's the no, best. I what I've Let's noticed though is shipping. that on uh, Amazon Marketplace, though, is their shipping from those vendors is faster than Amazon's own shipping. It tends to be, yeah. I don't get it. They're running a racket over there. They yeah, want they you to are. buy that Amazon Prime, and then they just send everything to you without. Yeah, that's. I don't. I don't buy into that, no, that I mean, Prime either. business. Me neither. I can upgrade nothing. <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't in the upgrades. The only scam I, I'm into is uh, Roadrunner Turbo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's my current scam. I, I tried to... I was going to order the Roadrunner Wideband, the fastest one you can get. Yeah. It's like... Thir like I think it goes up to 50 megabits or yeah. whatever. It's, it's like $350. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Which is hilarious because in uh, in everywhere else in the world, yeah, it's like $2 for 5 million... Yeah. Gigs a second. Well, since that Cincinnati Bell fiber optic is supposed to be good and fast, and but I've only only know one person who has it and they like it a lot. But <clears throat> I know I know still uh, buy it. I know a couple people that have it over in Clifton and uh, they like I've been over there and I've used it or whatever like watching Netflix and stuff. Yeah. And it doesn't. It's not. I mean, obviously Netflix is not gonna be noticeable really that yeah. much because Netflix is it either works or it doesn't. Yeah, it's yeah. just one of those things. But it, I'd really even browsing like websites and stuff I didn't notice anything too crazy yeah maybe if I played a game or something over there but I don't know <laughs> I'm fine with turbo I like turbo it sounds fast so I know it's fast yeah yeah it's turbo then they got uh, Roadrunner Extreme which is like I think 30 more dollars a month or whatever wow man it but it's but it only it's only uh, 20 uh, if it was 10 bucks more than what I pay now I would probably get it yeah yeah but definitely but not, they, I don't I know. Do All those bundle deals they have are a bunch of bullshit anyway. Yep. Um, bundles and bundles and bundles. <laughs> what uh? What other? Did you see Thor? I didn't get a chance to see it yet because I got wife problems. Because <laughs> <laughs> she said, like, this is what she does to me all the time. And this is, these are by far... Uh, the kind of bullshit I'm happy in my life kind of problems. <laughs> right. So, you know, I'm going to preface it with that. <laughs> but uh, she does this all the time. She'll be like, You can't go, you might got to promise me you won't see Thor without me. And I'll be like, uh, All right. Yeah, yeah. And then she never has time, you know, we're always like, got the baby or whatever. So I end up not getting to see Thor. So then uh, uh, we did get to see Bridesmaids, which I thought was really funny. But uh, that was only because I voted for that over Thor. Because right. I wanted to see it, and because uh, I knew I wouldn't get to see it if I didn't see it with her. So then today, she overheard me when I was on the phone uh, with my mom to get the. You gotta use like a little card, a employee card to get your movie passes, and uh, and my mom was like, "What? What are you gonna see?" Because that's what my mom sounds like, <laughs> and uh, I was like, "What is I had fun raising you, uh, and uh, oh, well. I. Uh, 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 
Um, <laughs> I had I had gills put in. Um, but uh, she's like, what are you going to see? I said, uh, Super 8. And Janice looked at me and went, like, <sighs> and I'm just like, God damn it, I can't see anything. <laughs> you should have been like, you should have just hung up the phone and been like, too late, already hung up the phone, can't do <laughs> anything about it. <laughs> too late. Sorry. I made Sorry an executive you. decision about this, so. Yeah. It's just, I work so much that it's now, with two jobs, it's like, any time off I have, I tend, I, is, is, I never have a day off. I right. always have like, uh, you know, because if I, I, my day offs during the week are either Tuesday and Thursday and those are the nights I teach, so... Even though I'm off during the day, that night I gotta go work. And right. uh, but uh, anyway, uh, so today is a rare day in that Jen's family from out of town is in town. They want to see the baby, and Jen was nice enough to let me go do whatever. So right. I called Palm <laughs> and Palm. Uh, old Palm Pilot over here, yep. and uh, you know, got to see a movie, even though she didn't want me to see that one. In particular, <laughs> she's not the best. You. I just didn't want to see Hangover Two because I've heard too many things about it being basically the same thing. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I'll see it eventually, but yeah, I don't need the, to see it in the that's theater. A, that's one I'll either get on Netflix or whenever it comes on HBO next year, I'll watch it. Then. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. I'm not worried about it. Like, as much as I like everybody in the movie, yeah. I'm also suffering from overload of seeing Zach Galifianakis. Oh and yeah, that helps on every single thing that is ever. They're getting saturated, just like Michael Sarah did. Which sucks because I, I think that was the reason why Cedar Rapids didn't do so well at the box office. I mean, other than the fact that they didn't really promote it re very well. And yeah. It didn't go to very many theaters. It was so good, though. Was it? Was, it? Yeah, it's great. I'll have to see it then. But it's one of those. It's another one of those movies, and I think that it. I think John C. Riley did things correctly. After Walk Hard, he just kind of faded away for a while. Yeah. He was in Step Brothers and stuff like that, but he was in so many movies he did, up to uh, that point. What's the one he did with Jonah Hill? Cyrus? Cyrus, which was I good. I that, yeah. yeah it was pretty good. good. Um, I kept waiting for it to get dark, mm -hmm. and it didn't really get dark. It, it's, did, it's, it like, kind of it's got a yeah. little tinge, but it's not. Got a, yeah, it's got a hint of darkness. Sweet Jesus Lord. What um, was that? That was Adam opening the door. What the hell is wrong with you, Adam? Sorry. Did you open the door with your chin? I kicked it in like a cop. <laughs> the like old a, cop like exit. A, like a tough cop. Yeah. Nice uniform. Thanks, Adam. Event staff. Oh, Adam's got to check his top security. Oh, I got to water this for fish. Is that your uh, tomato hanger? Yeah. Jen, Jen had one of those. But uh, the uh, in the old apartment we lived in, the uh, fence collapsed in a windstorm, and it smashed no. her. Uh, Sorry. Tomato. Smashed her topsy turvy. Topsy turvy tomato grower. I'm also growing jalapenos. Oh man. It's going amazing. Yeah, that's this, awesome. That does look really good yeah. over there. Adam's got a green thumb. Not really. He'll tell you he killed an aloe plant one time. How do you kill an that aloe plant? <laughs> Man, but I used to want to get burns on purpose just to <laughs> use the aloe plant. Because <laughs> like, it just felt so awesome to run instead of to the medicine cabinet to a house plant. <laughs> just be like, quick. I'm medicine man. Look at me. Ooh. I'm nature face. I'm Sean Connery. I'm my side of the mountain. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to eat a tuber and use an aloe plant. <laughs> 
Somebody, somebody I'm gonna boil this me. rabbit soup for my dad when he visits. <laughs> somebody show me where the red fern grows. I gotta <laughs> go over there. There's only a couple things I have to rely on town for. <laughs> oh, I'm almost self-sufficient. Yep. <laughs> Man. But, uh, <laughs> I killed a deer and I softened its, softened its hide in a stump. <laughs> Full of rainwater. Stump softened. What'd you say? I said he'll settle down soon, I hope. Yeah, he will. He usually Are you takes... talking about palm? <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Alright, Drip. I should have this earlier. Yeah, you should. I just remembered. I know this was a was a gardening show. Yeah, <laughs> no, we'll have that one soon enough. Yeah. yeah. Um, awesome. I got a cat. That's new. It's my first Bar ever cat. Was it Barlow? Barlow. Yeah. So yeah, I'm driving me crazy. Guys. Bye, Adam. Bye. Thanks for the cameo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your your uh, your check will be in the mail. Yeah. Soon. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I'll make sure to put it in there later. Mm. Three cents. Give him some kettle chips in his mailbox. Yeah. <laughs> there you fill, go. Pour some lemonade on there. Here's your money, idiot. There you go. Enjoy. Eat out of there. But yeah, I don't. I don't think I'm gonna be. I. I don't think I'm gonna be a cat person. Yeah. I just can't. I don't know what it is. There's something inside. That, you know, they recently had that movie, uh, The Killer Inside Me. Mm. Uh, I think it was DiCaprio, wasn't it? Leonardo DiCaprio. Is that what that was called? Killer Inside Me? Nah, I, don't think, I don't know if I don't it was think him. DiCaprio was in it. Yeah, I thought it was... Wasn't that Ryan Gosling? Was it, I don't know. They're all interchangeable. Like skinny bow hunks. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I read that... Uh, <laughs> Bring back the word say bow, bow hunk yeah. around me yep. one more time. I will. I'll say it. You're getting lemonade in your eyes. I'll say bonos bow hunks. That's what I'll say. <laughs> um, but uh, it... I read that novel, the Jim, Jim Thompson novel, and uh, I feel like that guy when I'm around cats. <laughs> like, I, some, there's some instinct within me that makes me hate the cat. Right. Makes me want to, like, torment it and scare it and, and just chase it. And, and, like, I don't really want to kill it. <laughs> you just want to hurt it. But the idea occurs to me. Like, I imagine it. I imagine what it would be like to kill it. And I would feel horrible, and I wouldn't ever hurt it, but, like, I, it's still the thought pops in my head, like, right, right, right. of me twisting its neck for some reason. Well, I feel like... I mean, I don't know about with, I don't know about with animals, necessarily. I don't ever really think that with animals, but I, yeah. like... I think everybody thinks that at some point or another with some living creature, a person or whatever. The only like, oh, what would happen if I did yeah, this thing? The only person I ever imagined killing, really doing it, was my sister growing yeah. up. Like, yeah, she yeah. drove me crazy. So, but, and I hated her, but like, the cat has done nothing really. So, and I'm <laughs> usually, like, I enjoy having the cat. I think it's just because. It never stops. Like the cat's, it's a kitten, so it has no, like, self-control, and it's just crazy all the time, and always, and like, I always end up accidentally like kicking it in the dark, or like, when I'm kicking it. No, I'm just. I don't <laughs> but like, I'll be going down the hall, and it gets super excited because it thinks like, oh, you're gonna feed me or whatever, and it runs into my feet, and then I feel horribly guilty, and then I resent the cat for making me feel guilty. <laughs> so you're like. But yeah, I'm just, I'm adjusting, and it's rough. 
Uh, I mean, I guess you have a kid and a new cat. Yeah. New kid, new well, cat. Well, that's the other thing, too, is I get real protective around Carter because the cat, she's one, it's just playing, but, like, it'll, like, you know, claw at his face or bite his legs and stuff. And it's just playing, like, but... I, it's hard for me to fight that like instinct. Like I'm worried. Like if he, my kid goes to like, in a little league team or something, that I'm gonna run out and punch some <laughs> kid in the face <laughs> for tripping my baby. Oh, you're gonna be that. That you're gonna be that. Bad. I know. Like I'm gonna be the guy that's like beating up the other <laughs> other team's coach, punching him in his in his jockey shorted crotch. <laughs> I don't know what oh, that is. Man. I can't wait to see <laughs> you out there specific. with like. Yeah, well, that's what I think about is those gym shorts. Yeah. The gym teachers wear. I want to see you out there with those like the like, kind like above the knee kind of khaki shorts. Oh yeah. That have pleats on them. Mm. And you you got your uh, button, pleated shorts. You got your button down shirt tucked oh, into a. Uh, but they're not like the three button uh, collared uh, short sleeve shirt. Oh yeah, like a polo a, shirt. Yeah, a yeah. Polo shirt tucked into some pleated shorts. Yeah. And you and got I, sunglasses yeah. on. You're always yeah. standing with your hands on your and like, hips, like like chewing gum. Doc shoes with no socks. Yep. And I go, I, I come running out and I <laughs> beat up another adult <laughs> over my child. What do you mean he's out? What do you mean he's out? Man, <laughs> I hope that doesn't happen. I think it'll happen. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, pretty much gonna happen. But I've been like trying hard to be more affectionate to the cat. Because to make up for the fact that I hate it. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh. Well, that took a turn from a nice story about how you got a new cat to some psychopath uh, <laughs> testimony. <laughs> it's not, I mean, I'm, I'm, of course, exaggerating for comedic effect. Oh, but, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, like, it's, it's, it's just weird. That that dog is not doing me any favors either. <laughs> no. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he that's what he does. Anytime Adam leaves, he just he does he this just for farts about for like an hour. I'm gonna eat these chips. About forty minutes. The worst is in the morning though when I'm sleeping, and then Adam has to leave real early in the morning, and then he puts Clarence in. And I'm like, well, guess I better get up because yeah. uh, that's right underneath of my bedroom. Yep. Mm, but uh, I I saw Thor a couple weeks ago. Oh yeah, yeah, I saw Movies. Thor too. Did you? Yeah. What do you think yeah. about it? I thought it was decent. Yeah. Like that's what I thought too. Yeah, it's like um, the only drawback is uh, it's you know it's a Marvel comic book movie, so there's not going to really pull any new tricks. Yeah, so, not at all. Yeah, no. it was. I thought. I thought uh, they did a good job of filming it really well. Yeah. I thought Asgard looked really cool. Yeah. Yeah. But there were so many like parts of it where I was just like, you should have spent more time in Asgard and not so much time on Earth. I get it that Thor has to learn a lesson. Right, right. You know, right. oh, you shouldn't be so brash right. and whatever. And it's like, eh, come, <laughs> on. come on. He was brash as hell. But, I mean, the guy who played Thor was actually really good. That was a good choice. Yeah. I didn't think it was going to be when I first saw him, but I was like, eh, he looks like Thor. He's really good at acting exactly the way that I would yeah. imagine that character acting. <laughs> yeah, and I thought, like... What it pulled off well was, you know, combining the fantasy and the superhero stuff because, yep. you know, it's like the fantasy, sword and sorcery stuff can go a long way real yeah. quick. And yeah, so yeah. 
they did a good job of balancing it, so it didn't seem too hokey. Yeah, no, no. I thought the action and stuff was really great. Yeah. My actually, my biggest problem, and this is my biggest problem with any movie that uh, Kat Dennings is in, <laughs> is the fact that she's in the movie because I can't stand her or her face or when she delivers lines. I know. I, sometimes, I mean, I don't want to hurt her. <laughs> but sometimes, she, I, sometimes just, I think about twisting think her about head twisting off. Cat, just, cat, it's just because her name's Cat. Yeah. yeah. Oh. There you go. Yeah. He hates all cats. Wait, wait, to wait to explain them. the joke. Oh. Um, <laughs> you know me. Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> Marvelous. There's also something I don't buy about Natalie Portman being an astrophysicist. Uh, it just <laughs> bothers me. <laughs> she can pull it off better than most actresses, I think. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think that, I think I think I'm also suffering from fatigue from her because she's yeah, been in like definitely. every she's, movie for the past year. She's I doing feel like. too much. She can do whatever she wants. To me. Mm. <laughs> Wait, I can do whatever I want to her, and she will keep quiet about it. Unless you. <laughs> Unless twist, you didn't. Yeah, yeah. Until you twist her head until off. Until I twist her neck. <laughs> Squirms or last squirm. <laughs> the death rattle happens. Yep. Sexy, sexy death rattle. Mm. Mm. Nothing like it. So, murder. What else? Let's do more I... celebrities we want to kill. Okay. <laughs> but they're all women or cats. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even name one cat celebrity. <laughs> Morris tunes his. He's been for years. Yes, that's right. And you two better shut up about it, because I don't know anything. <laughs> oh man. I don't know. I don't. You know, that's actually kind of weird to me to think about, because they used to have all those spokes animals for like all kinds of products. They yeah. don't have them anymore. No. And they got like Chester Cheetah, but now they've turned him in like this creepy British guy who, whatever. Have they? Yeah, like, they have all these commercials where he's doing, like, very strangely insidious things, but they're all centered around Cheetos. But they're not really, they're just passive-aggressive, actually, more than anything. <laughs> not even really that insidious. He did, But the way he talks, because he sounds kind of like Alan Rickman, uh, being, like, being more deep-voiced and kind Weird. of, uh, evil. But yeah, if you could find a sample of that or something, mix it in with the... <laughs> podcast yeah. so we have we, we've uh, we want to i was i want to get a laptop or something or whatever so i can put the mixing board down here because uh -huh. i want to have like sound effects and oh stuff. no <laughs> you're gonna adam carolla it no because i don't really <laughs> like his sound effects that much you know i want a lot more morning zoo fart noises and boing uh <laughs> spring noises and <laughs> boing spring quick Press the bro the boing <laughs> spring. <laughs> you fool. You've pressed the twang spring. Boing boing springsteen. <laughs> oh, oh wow. Oh my. Ah <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll do that. Alright. Um So what else been happening? I got a new iPod a couple weeks ago. What'd you get? Uh thirty-two gig. 3G iPod Touch. I had a, a first gig or a first generation iPod first Touch. Gig. First, I gig. first gig. I had the first gig. My first gig was with an iPod My Touch. I had the first gig that iPod ever put out. <laughs> Didn't the hold much. Signed and numbered by Steve Jobs. <laughs> He's a dick. <laughs> he wrote "fuck you" on it. <laughs> um, well, no, I had I had a first generation one like for like two years. 
Yeah. And then on opening day, Adam and I were at this bar down the street, which is a story <laughs> in and of itself. Actually, I might as well just tell it. Yeah. We, were at, we were On opening day, we didn't go to the game because we didn't have money to buy tickets. So we went down to this bar down the street. We walked there at like 11 in the morning. We didn't leave there until almost 2 in the morning. Oh, no. <laughs> what so, bar? Uh, um, Maloney's, which oh, is like... Yeah. It's, uh, it's kind of awesome. They have like a... a 73-inch HD TV, so it was awesome to watch a game on that. Good lord. But, uh, we were there for so <laughs> long, and eating lunch, that food will only cover up the alcohol for, you know, an hour or two. Yeah. So the, 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 uh, the rest of the time we were there, the next nine hours were, uh, just a debacle. Uh, they, like, people kept calling me, like, what are you doing? And I was like, come down here! And then they came down. down. And then we were sitting there, and it was just Adam and I just shit-faced out of our minds. And Adam ended up ordering dinner there, but he got quesadillas. Yeah. Watching Adam completely hammered trying to eat quesadillas <laughs> is among the funniest things you'll ever see. Because it's like a person who has no motor skills trying to build a fucking house, I guess. It would be Because <laughs> it he was pick up the quesadilla... And he picked up, he had like um, so, like uh, sour cream or whatever he was trying to put it on there. <laughs> but he just picked up the little cup, and he's holding the quesadilla, and he just started hitting it with the cup. <laughs> and then I was like, I was like, Adam, just put it down. And he had that like that like half eyes open, like kind of like swaying in his seat <sighs> thing going on. And I was like, I gave him a fork. So he took the quesadilla, put the fork in the sour cream, and then he just, he was like, moving it in a way that was not like he like was turning his arm around and trying to put it on the thing it was like he just had no concept like he was in the movie Starman and he didn't know anything he had just oh, gotten to earth Starman. somebody gave him a quesadilla said put that stuff on it and he just couldn't figure it out and it took him about a good 45 minutes to eat a thing of quesadillas which should only take you about 10 I feel like uh, but then this guy was walking around and he was super drunk and he fell off his bar stool and he tried to walk and he ran into our table and knocked one of the tables over and the pitcher went flying and of course all the beer landed right on my iPod. Oh no. So it got kind of ruined. It didn't really work so well. And that then was I, your old one though, right? Yeah, yeah. And it would turn on and stuff and like, but the battery would only last for 20 minutes. The hard drive, you could hear it whirring inside there like it was trying to do something, but it couldn't. Oh, bless its little heart. I know. It, it, you know, it was trying. Whatever's cool. But, uh, so that guy broke it. And then I said something like, hey, you just, you just you spilled. <laughs> I was like, I was like, hey, you just broke my iPod, and he was just like, what? And I was like, never mind. And he was just, oh, and he just walked out of the bar and left, off into the night. Never to be smelled again. So I, I, it, it took me, um, it took me a while to get the money to buy a new one. Yeah. And I ended up buying. <laughs> I was on uh, Craigslist, which. I'd never had bought anything off Craigslist, so I didn't realize what a fucking weird place it is and how many weird people you would have to deal with. Yeah, and stuff. scam bullshit, yeah. Well, first, okay, so I, I had emailed this one person, and I asked them, you know, like, uh, they had just put, they had an iPod Touch for 140 bucks, and I asked them, like, what kind it was. They, instead of just emailing me back, they call my cell phone, because my, my cell phone number is on my email, and my signature, and... 
they it's this girl and she starts insisting she's like I was like well what kind is it whatever and she's like uh, I think it's a third gen one it's uh it's 16 gigs and I was like they don't they never made a 16 gig third gen iPod touch yeah. and she's like she's like no it's a third gen one and I was like does it have volume controls on the outside like an internal speaker like you can hear stuff without having headphones in She's like, no, and I was like, that's not third gen. It's either first or second gen. It's either one I had before or the one right after it. And she's like, she's like, no, it's third gen. And she's like, are you gonna buy it? And I was like, no, probably not. And she's like, well, just come, just come check it out. Just meet me tomorrow at like, at, in Mount Healthy, yeah. okay, at the Walgreens in Mount Healthy. Wow. And I was like, no, I'll be, f or not even Mount Healthy, fucking Col North College Hill. And I was just like. I was like, no, I don't want to buy it. I just told you I'm not buying it. And she kept insisting that I come look at it and buy it from her. And I was just like, I'm not going to buy it. <laughs> I like hung up on her. And then she emailed me like right after that. And she's like, well, I'll be there at 4 p.m. tomorrow waiting for you. And I was like, I emailed oh. her back. And I was like, well, I'm not going to be there because I told you I'm not buying it. <laughs> Enjoy your wait. Yeah, and the, the, have fun. Um, then I, I emailed this one guy, he actually, he had a 4th gen one that was uh, 32 gigs and he was selling it for like 160 bucks, which was fishy to me anyway because those are actually pretty expensive still because yeah. they're the newest ones. And he told me to meet him in Milford at the Taco Bell. So I go up to the Milford Taco Bell driving from work, takes me like 30 minutes, Yeah. never shows up. I try to call his cell phone, turns out his cell phone is uh, one of those free apps you can get for the iPod Touch that's like the texting and voicemail app. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, good. That's fantastic. Then, like, another week goes by. Did you get some Taco Bell at least? Nah, <laughs> oh, I, I can't eat Taco Bell. I just Neither can I. I don't even... Actually, I haven't ate fast food in probably over a month now. Wow. I ate White Castle last night. It was gross. Oh, I love... The thing is, is I love White Castle and Chick-fil-A oh, yeah. and all that stuff, yeah. but I just I decided not to eat it anymore. It's a good idea. Um, but anyway, so <laughs> I I emailed this other guy like a week later, and he had an he had a third gig or third generation thirty two gig uh, for sale for a uh, hundred fifty dollars or best offer, and I was like, well, I'll email him and say, will you take a hundred dollars for it? And he emails me back and he says, yeah. And I was like, that's weird. But uh, I emailed him and I was like, well, when do you want to meet or whatever? And he emails me back and it's very broken English. And his name is Victor Gorin, or at least on Gmail it says his name is Victor Gorin. But there were all these Asian characters on the subject yeah. line and stuff. Uh, like he had one of those things where like... Um, you know how you can get those Babblefish translators for Gmail that yeah, will like yeah. automatically translate emails you get? Um, it was like that, but he emailed me back and like, uh, I was like, well, Victor Gorn does not sound Asian in any way <laughs> whatsoever. Uh, and he's like, he tells me when he can meet or whatever. And I go, all right, it's like, uh, well, I couldn't meet him then. And like, we went back and forth a couple days or whatever. And I was like, well, I'm Justin. Uh, when I'm like, I just wanted to tell him like my name. So that, like he knew I was like. Or at least trying to introduce myself so it didn't right. seem weird. And he tells me, he emails back, and he's like, well, he gives me, like, times he can meet. He said he couldn't meet this one day because he had a client in town, and generally he takes his clients to dinner, and I don't know what any of this means because I didn't know what he did at the time. He, But he emailed me back, and he told me, oh, also, my, uh, 
I like to be called Dennis. Ah. So Victor Gorin, with Asian characters in the t- subject line Call of his emails, Dennis. likes to be called Dennis. So the finally the day comes when we finally get it together and I can meet him. He tells me to meet him at the Burger King over in Tri-County by the cross- Costco. And I'm like, all right, I'll meet you over there. Victor. And I told him, I told him, I was like, I drive a big Chevy Silverado. It's loud and obnoxious and you'll see it like when I come up there. And he goes... I drive silver Camry. You will know me because I am a Chinese. Ha 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 ha! With a bunch of exclamation points, and I was like, "Well, this is gonna be interesting." If nothing else, I go up there. I meet him. Sure enough, he's like a five-foot-tall Chinese guy. Yeah, R- real nice guy. Whatever. Has the iPod in like a plastic baggie. Shows it to me. Totally works. Completely clean. Like completely fine. And everything. Give him the hundred bucks, and he like I, I was like talking to him while it like started up so I could see if it worked, and I was like I was like what do you do? And he's like he's like I work electronic, and I'm like in electronics? Or what do you mean? And he's like he's like electronics, and I'm like with computers, and he's like yes yes computers, and he like kept like it was so like weird, you know this conversation. You you probably yeah. I mean I'm sure being like a teacher and stuff like or a professor you've had that like with uh, yeah foreign students and stuff Definitely. like there's a language barrier. But it's just so weird to have that in a business dealing, like trying to give someone money for something. Because, like, it isn't like you didn't know what the objective was, and it's not like he didn't know. But it's so weird to, like, have that small talk conversation with someone who can't understand you and you can (laughs) barely understand them. But it was on the up and up, and he uh, sold it to me for 100 bucks, and, like, it works completely fine. And it was like, Thanks, Dennis. Yeah. So, old Victor Dennis Gorin, (laughs) whatever his actual. His actual name is in China. I don't know. So, what happened? What What'd you do with your car that got stolen and then you got it back? Oh, yeah. I don't even think I even talked about that on here. That's been a while since that happened. Um, In December of last year, my car got stolen, and uh, it was right yeah, right out in front of our right out in front of my house. Uh, they didn't break the windows or anything like that. They just took it i think yeah. i left it unlocked or whatever but they just yeah. stole it and um there's a whole like stupid bunch of shit that went into like trying to get it back and everything like did i ever even tell you that story like no, all the stuff that that's happened? why i asked um so my car got stolen i called reading police that night they, they send this officer over and he asked me like you know what what happened and like i was like well i was gone i was at a birthday party and i come back and my car was gone that's all i know and he asked me, like, you know, for what, what the make and model is and all that kind of stuff. And, but they sent a police officer over, and you think that, you know, usually when you have a policeman come to your house, they probably have a form or whatever they have to fill out for right. a, a report. No, he picked up a, a, a piece of paper he had on the seat that clearly had, like, a police station memo typed on it, and <laughs> just turned it over to the blank side and just, like, wrote a couple of the things I said down. And then he was like, well, I'll, I'll see what we can do. That was it. And I still think he could have just drawn a picture of a car <laughs> and then just uh, been like, this is like what it looks like. a circle and a slash. <laughs> yeah. It, like, no car. <laughs> and then just showing it to me, is this what it was like? And it's been like, I've been like, yeah, but like, fuck you, and just left because that's about what he did anyway. <laughs> so uh, he told me to actually file the report, I would have to come with the uh, 
the title or whatever to the police station the next day. Wasn't that in the glove compartment? Yeah, it was in the glove compartment. I even told him that. I was like, I was like, I don't have the title. Like, I can't bring it to you. It was in the glove compartment. And, um, he's like, well, just bring your insurance, some, some form of, uh, insurance card or whatever. What, which luckily I had one of those upstairs. I don't know why the fuck the title I left in the glove compartment. I had the insurance upstairs. So I bring it down to the police station and the police station in Reading is like one room. (laughs) And... You walk up and the dispatch office is two people at a tiny desk. Both of them were eating chocolate because this was right by Christmas time and nobody wanted to deal with anything. So, of course, they're just sitting there. They're eating chocolate. Don't pay any attention to me. Nobody else is in there. They're not taking any phone calls. They're just talking to each other. And, like, I was like, excuse me. And the guy the guy gives me the one minute on his uh, hand sign. And um, he finally turns around and he keeps putting Hershey Kisses in his mouth while he's talking to me. Delicious. <laughs> Which, they, yeah, they are. But at the same time, it's like... <laughs> he gave you the take... Hershey kiss, Alf. <laughs> <laughs> but he... So, he gives me, like... Uh, I give him the thing, and he's like, all right. He gets up, and he goes and finds, like, the report that the guy filed, which I still don't know what it was because it was in a folder. And I was like, do I have to, like... Like, I, he was like, well, we'll call you if anything happened, turns up, or whatever. Which I was assuming at that point, you're not going to ever call me. You're not even going to look for it because it's an old car and you're, you don't really care. And, um, like, I was, like, the thing is, is I was frustrated because I was like, well, I came to the police station. I would hope to talk to a detective or something. Yeah. But he's like, well, we'll call you if anything happens. And I was like, well, this has never happened to me before. What do I do? Do I call my insurance? Let them know my car's been stolen? What, what should I do? And he's like, nope. We'll figure it out. If we find anything, we'll call you. And I'm like, okay. While I see, like, police officers and stuff walking around in the back, you know, and stuff. And what really bothered me about it was that not even, like, I get, like, a couple months before, uh, in August of last year, there was this woman who came to my house, and she, I had this old air conditioner outside. Yeah. And she asked if she could take it. A day later, two Reading detectives show up at my house asking me if she stole that air conditioner. What? Yeah. Two. It just show up and ask me if she stole it, and I was like, no, I told her she could have it. And he's like, oh, there's been a lot of uh, reports of that lady stealing things from people's houses and stuff. I didn't know if she took it out of your window or something. And I was like, no, I was just sitting by the trash. It's fine. On the second floor? Yeah, yeah. I, thought, yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, she, she had that. Yeah, <laughs> She's good yeah. at parkour. She got that <laughs> grappling hook arm. She's like that old He-Man figure. But regardless, <laughs> there's a there's a large difference between an air conditioner and an automobile. Right. <laughs> like, they couldn't even send me a detective for that. So, the, uh, they finally, um, the cops in Springfield, Ohio, which is like an hour away from here, yeah. up by Dayton, they call me, tell me they found my car, but then tell me that my car was used in a burglary, so <laughs> they have to investigate that crime and they'll call me when they can release my car yeah so a week goes by i'm like well it's probably an ongoing investigation it's gonna take a little while second week goes by i start calling them nobody answers the phone nobody ever calls me back i leave three messages finally like four weeks in i call i get a hold of like a dude who isn't even a detective he's like um he's just in training to be one he's a cadet like a detective yeah. cadet and he's like, well, I'll pass it on to uh, the, the sheriff or the commanding officer of the detectives and, like, we'll figure out what's going on. And finally I get a call back and um, 
it's the commanding officer, and he's like, he says, he says, I don't know, we can't find the file on your car. And I'm like, well, you called me, so you clearly had it at some point. And he's like, well, let me find out what's going on. So another week goes by, nobody calls me back. So I start calling them. Then I call the towing service that they had it towed to because they don't have an impound lot up there. Yes. They just ha they they work with a towing company. Start talking to the person at the towing company, and she looks at the thing and she's like, "Your car was released three weeks ago." And I was like, "Nobody called me and told me that." And she's like, "Well, hold on, let me find out what's going on." She comes back and tells me I owe them seven hundred and twenty-six dollars for what to get my stolen car back. <laughs> And I'm like, I was, yeah, I said that. I was like, for what? And she's like, she's like, well, your car's been on our lot for three weeks. And I was like, I didn't put it there. So what do you want me to do? And she's like, well, hold on. She gives me the guy who owns the company. Yeah. I talked to him and he's like, well, I'll tell you what I'll do. All you got to do is just pay us $414. What? And I was like, I don't have $700. I don't have $414. I was like, I was like, my car was stolen, and he's like, he's like, well, I don't know what to tell you, and I was like, well, I guess we're the stalemate. Like, I don't know, yeah. like, what you want me to do, and I was like, I was like, is it even drivable? Like, he's like, I don't know. Uh oh, oh two cats are fighting. Uh oh. Uh, I was like, I was like, is it even drivable? And he's like, I don't know. I've never looked at it, and I was like, well. I was like, well, I'm not gonna come up there and try and find out like that. I like once I get there that I don't have a car that I can drive. So finally I call the sheriff of um, of that county. <laughs> Sorry, cat no, fight. No, it's fine. There's a tiny cat fight going on in the window right by us. Mittens. I'm up here. <laughs> love, pleasure. <laughs> But uh, anyway, so I called. So I call. Finally, called the sheriff, and he's like, "I tell him what happened," and he calls the detectives or whatever at the the Springfield place or whatever. And I guess they don't want to deal with the county thing on that. And like that was when I got results. They like called me immediately, told me that I could get my car back. It wouldn't be any charge at all, whatever. Wow. Uh, I go up there, and like I have to talk to the the sheriff guy, and um. He gives me like a voucher. I have to go over to the towing company and get it. Go to the towing company. Uh, they try and hassle me for not having the title for the car. They're basically trying to hassle me any way they can because I'm not paying them money at right, this point. Right, exactly. So they're like hassling me for that. And I was like, I don't, I told, you knew I didn't have the title. I told you that. I told the cops that. They all knew I didn't have the title. I was like, here's all the information I have. Here's the registration that I have. Here's the insurance. If that doesn't prove that I own it, then I don't know what you want me to do. I'm not going to go pay to get a title and then come all the way back up here. Um, so she goes and gets the owner, and the owner doesn't come out of his office. He just tells her that it's fine. She signs the thing, gives me the thing, tells the people to open the gate for the lot that they have. Uh, I walk over to the gate. They open it. Three people that work for the towing company come out there and watch me get in my car and clean off the snow and everything. Yeah. Just stare at me the whole time I'm doing it like I'm going to do something. Yeah. Weird. Like, what do I... I'm not going to do... I just want my car back. 
the best part about that is that when I asked that guy if there was any damage to my car, if it was drivable, and he said he hadn't looked at it, my car, my car was the first car in the lot right next to the gate across the window, from the window to his office. Yeah. While he was on the phone with me, he could have looked outside and been like, oh yeah, your car's probably, your car's fine. I think that cat hates that curtain, because Waco's gone and she keeps trying to swat at something. But so, I, I I'm like cleaning off my uh, car and everything. These guys are staring at me, and I'm like I'm I'm just like happy to get my car back. And I look at the one guy. I'm like, how you doing? And he just he just like rolls his eyes and like looks away or whatever. And I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. So then I get my car and I leave, and that's fine. But ever since I've gotten it back, like I've had some problems with it. Like there's just been like weird things going wrong. But right now, like I haven't sold it or anything. Right now it's at the uh, mechanic. Like I had a bad fuel injector or something like that, so they're fixing it. Did you ever find out any details about the robbery or anything? No. The only thing that I know that happened was when uh, there was a detective that um, escorted me out to my out to the towing place, and even though they had found my car, apparently they hadn't looked inside of it, even though it was part of a, a supposedly ongoing investigation, and I opened the car door, and he, he's asking me if any of the stuff in there is mine. And it's like, well, no, like, there's some things that are, but most of it's just a big pile of goop that used to be the papers that were in my glove box. Yeah. And, like, uh, like a couple other things. But there was a, a portable CD player in there, uh, okay. which I haven't had one of those in a long time. Um, somebody's belt and a, a hat that wasn't mine. Yeah. And then the best part was... In my center console, I had these cup holders uh, that were like, it was just like a detachable center console that just sat there. The cup holders were just full of weed. Really? Just loose, just loose weed, not even in baggies oh, or anything. Oh, loose weed. Yeah, well, you know, free range weed, That's you know? That's good weed. Loose weed is the best weed. But he was like, he was like asking me if anything was mine, and he was like, is that yours? And I was like... <laughs> I wanted to be like, even if it was. You'd be like, I should get that as a bonus. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. But, uh, so they took all that for evidence, and then I left. That was, uh, that was the only thing, really. Like, I didn't find out anything. They'd never called me about, like, the anything that happened or anything like yeah. that. But it was, like, it was a good, like, month and a half. I didn't have my car or anything. Yeah. It was ridiculous. That's crazy. It was not fun. And I don't envy anybody who has to deal with that shit at all now. Yeah. Because I always, like... Have you had any problems here at all since? No. I've, we've never even had any problems, like, Before with anything. That, yeah. Like, like, what it was, uh, actually, like, um, what I think it was, which is funny, because maybe my dad was right. I laughed at him the first time he said it. I, ca I had called him, like, uh, after my car got stolen. Yeah. And I was like, he's like, he's like, I'll tell you what. I bet somebody stole it, because my car is a 89 Caprice, and it's the last model year they made that style of body for them. Right. And a lot of people always ask to buy it, because it's still in good condition, so you can refinish it and do whatever, rebuild it. Yeah. And uh, he was like, I'll tell you what happened. A crime syndicate took it, and they're selling it for the parts, and I was like, I was like, crime syndicate? <laughs> Syndicate. Syndicate. <laughs> Syndicate just infers that it's a giant, like... Syndicate is a word we don't hear enough. No, I don't think so. Uh, I need but then I heard, I heard a yeah. couple weeks later that there were these two kids who got arrested up the street um, at the IGA 
and they had two stolen cars, and they were they were selling them to a guy. So maybe that was yeah. what was going on. But they were like they were like fifteen and seventeen or something of like that. Of course they were. But that was uh, yeah, that was something that happened. So what else is happening? Anything <laughs> interesting? I don't know. I feel like talking to Palm. <laughs> what? Oh, well, Palm. It's like, he said much, Palm. You know, you know my stories. They're interesting. They're not necessarily funny. Um, we can make them fun. <laughs> yeah, tell one, and I'll make it. You know it my funny. stories, Tom. Are they funny? They can be. Yeah, if you have the right sense of humor. The liberal dosing of hilarity. Right. We'll do a little yes and improv Just on lay, them. Lay one on us. Uh, I don't want to. That All makes right, for a then. good porch cast, right? What are we doing? <laughs> Usually dead air is the best part of the porch right. cast. Yeah, but uh, we haven't really had any like problems or anything like around here with any of that kind of stuff since. That was yeah, just my, a one-off weird thing. My next-door neighbor got her car broken into recently, and they just took her GPS and some CDs. They, but, like, I don't know, right? I mean, we were home at the time, approximate time that happened, and I didn't hear anything or see yeah. anything. It made me a little nervous for a while just because I don't like people sneaking around and shit, but... I feel like a lot of times there's like the like this kind of neighborhood and your your neighborhood and stuff like yeah. people just go back there like yeah. just like looking around. Oh yeah, I mean? definitely. Because it's like it's so it's far enough off of a main street but close enough to one that you can get away. Yeah. Jen was saying that people were probably going around like just trying trying door handles and That's possible. They ain't gonna get into my car. That's a Nissan Versa. Oh, you know that shit is secure That's as a fort. vault. That's Fort Knox. <laughs> it beeps. They they get into that. It beeps, and then I'm alerted. Ah, <laughs> uh, you got a beep on there. And what? It, well, here's my question to you all. Okay. Huh? Let's say you had a car that beeps. If someone's getting it, <laughs> you're in the middle of the night. Starts beeping. You look down. And you see someone's in your shit. What do you do? Do you just straight just call Actually, the cops, I, uh, or do you do like I imagine I would do? And rush out there with a fucking knife. <laughs> like, ow! <laughs> I actually had a situation happen like that. Really? Uh, yeah, last summer, uh, when Kelsey was living here with Adam. Yeah? Uh, that I was sitting out here, and um, I was gonna, I was, I, like, I'd been drinking or whatever. I was just sitting around, like. So it was a week Yeah, night. so it was a week Oh! Alky. But I was sitting out here, and um, I was taping up my softball bat. Because I was supposed to go to the batting cages the next day. And, um... <laughs> I was drunkenly taping up my softball. Weirdly bag. enough, weirdly enough, it just occurred to me to do that at yeah. that point. And I was sitting on the porch taping up my softball bat. And this guy was walking down the street. And her car was parked over there. And he walked up and he, like, looked around. But he didn't see me up here. Yeah. And he, like, started pulling the door handle. Yeah. And I stood up and I was like, hey... Stop doing that. That was all. That was the thing I could. That was the only thing I could think of. But conveniently, you had a bat with you. So well, also, fun. I'm a huge, fat white man <laughs> with a base, with a softball bat in my hand. I was like, "Hey, stop doing that!" And he just went. He just like put his arms out from him, and he just went like, "No, no!" And he just walked <laughs> off. Wow. That was the that was the only time that's ever happened. And like, I don't know if maybe he was like the same people that did that to my car or whatever. But it was just really strange. But that was. That was my very first instinct. Was like I was like, fine, pick yeah. up this battle. We'll see. Man, 
I don't know. Other than that, if I looked out my window, I probably, I think I'd probably run down the steps. What'd you do, Palm? I think I'd just, you know, tell them to stop because you, I think they would, you know. They're not looking for trouble. They're just, you know, trying to get something easy. So, yeah, they're not going to, you know, they're not going to fight for it, I don't think. No, I don't think so at all. That's exactly why you should run up on them. <laughs> right, say. And just fucking <laughs> Whatever I do now them. is nice and legal, so. Yeah, you got no, you got no <laughs> other opportunities to really right. wail on someone. Right. What, what, what'd you do? You said you run out of your house with a knife. <laughs> Here's what I think, though. I think the best home defense is being a dude who is naked. Because even if someone comes in my back door at night, and I switch on the light and run down the hall naked at them, they're gone. They're oh, gonna I think fucking so. take off. Yeah. Especially if I'm just going like, Hello! <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, or yell something crazy. The Look government that. sent you. Midnight snack! Just <laughs> <laughs> fucking run at them. But, uh, I don't know. <laughs> just yell catfish party at them. Catfish party! <laughs> catfish party! Together and watch a DVD of Catfish. <laughs> a hoax documentary about a Facebook bullshit. <laughs> that <movie>. Revealed! <laughs> that movie was so terrible. I didn't watch it. I just read the synopsis on Wikipedia. <laughs> and my phone does things. All y'all girls be calling me. Now my girl, man. Got all them girls calling me. <laughs> One of them girls. Her name is Bernice. I hate that piece. She sit on my face three, four times a week. Cheap. I went into an abandoned schoolhouse today, or school today. Why? <laughs> Were you naked? Yeah, I was all catfish. Midnight snack. No, I was I was working with my dad in uh, over in Lincoln Heights. Yeah. They t- they tore down, like Lincoln Heights initially was founded, and it was uh, they built all this housing for returning veterans from World War Two. Yeah, and um. It was there for a long time, and after that, after those people moved out, they made it Section 8 housing. And then, like, there are a lot of people there, and Lincoln Heights has always been relatively, traditionally very um, prone to, like, drug, you know, sales and yeah. stuff like that. Uh, but they tore what down... What part of town is that in? It's, like, right down the street here. Um, you know where the GE plant is on yeah. 75? Yeah, it's yeah, across yeah. the highway from that. Oh, yeah. Is that near St. Rita's, or is that... Uh, it's in between St. Rita's and here. Okay, I got you. Um, but, so, my dad got the contract for Lincoln Heights New Develop, like, the Section 8 development that they have, which the houses are really nice, and actually it's a very nice neighborhood, and it seems like they've gotten rid of a lot of, like, the problem parts of it. Yeah. Uh, and they tore down all those, like, old, creepy, used-to-be, you know, returning veteran buildings, and then whatever because uh, it was just like project housing kind of like actual like two story duplexes and everything like that but now yeah. it's all just single family housing and um but if you work over there the cops will come by and warn you they'll be like look don't be here after 6pm yeah because there's still problems and whatever and yeah, like yeah, yeah. there were actually last year when they were building the houses we were working there and uh this guy, this guy who painted the houses, uh, the way they paint them is it was just like they used like the airbrush gun. Yeah. Um, 
and he was he came up to us at one point we were working it was almost seven o'clock but the sun was still out and everything and he's like he's like look i'm leaving y'all should get out of here and he's like i'm black and i don't even stay around here at this time of time of day <laughs> and he's like y'all white boys you gotta get out and like we were like i was like oh, all right and so we just left or whatever which is so sad that it's like that and everything but so we work over there and they what they did was they had two schools uh, one, one was an elementary school and one was a middle school and they, they shut them down boarded them up and they built this brand new uh, like super awesome really nice uh, middle school and uh, elementary school like combined this big facility yeah. and uh, but the boarded up schools are still there so we were working and there, there was a time like uh, it usually takes a while for like the uh, my dad does grass seeding it takes a while for the machine to fill yeah. To put the grass in. So I was just, like, wandering around. And, like, I wandered up to the school. And, like, it was, like... There was, like, somebody had knocked one of the boards in. So I was like, oh, I'll go. I'll go look. <laughs> so I walk in there. And there's, like... It's just, you know, they didn't do shit. Like, they just boarded it up. Like, everything was exactly the way it was wow, before. creepy. Yeah, it was really... It was, like, Chernobyl. Like, those uh, those pictures of Pripyat that you see. Like, the yeah. schools they abandoned when the, the thing happened. Like, just untouched by time and all that. And, but there were a lot of stray cats in there. Oh, yeah? That's about it. Did you kill them? <laughs> I didn't twist their necks or anything. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I went in there, and it was kind of neat. It was just neat to see it. They had only closed it. it was probably It's probably been boarded up for, like, five years, but still five years is a long enough time that it's, like, real eerie and, like, weird yeah. and dusty and everything's, like, covered over. And there were, like, a bunch of books in there, like, old like older textbooks yeah, and everything. A lot of... A lot of penthouse and club. You know, <laughs> elementary school standard text <laughs> in America, mm -hmm. which is corrupt. <laughs> I always think that shit is interesting, though, like that they just leave that sitting there. They don't yeah. do anything with it. I went on a uh, walking tour of Over the Rhine a couple weeks ago. Like on Saturday mornings. Uh, down there, they have like five different tours of different parts of Cincinnati. You just walk around this guy, like they tell you all these facts and stuff oh, about wow. it. It's really cool, and it was really cool to learn all this stuff. And they show you like where the beer halls used to be at the turn of this, like the turn of the 19th, 20th century type thing. And uh, they tell you all this history about how like a lot of the because German, like German immigrants were the ones who built Cincinnati, so a lot of stuff was German. And then when World War One started. They changed all the names of everything, yeah. So that it wasn't German anymore because there was so much anti-German hysteria, even in Cincinnati, where everybody was German and knew each other. And they hated <laughs> like, themselves. Yeah. Yes. But like, there, there was a lot. Maybe it was really I am cool. a spy. <laughs> it was. It was awesome. Like, but it was the most, the most depressing walking tour of all time. Because uh. you're walking around and it's like, oh, you're on Main Street, and they have like made that place look really nice. Then you walk a block over it, and it's just boarded up houses. They painted on fronts of things that look like they're actual buildings, but they're not yeah. at all. It's just paintings. And there's a lot of people who are clearly homeless that have, like, busted the doors off the front of the places, and they just live in these vacant, like, yeah. buildings and stuff. And, like, how in disrepair everything is and how they're never going to fix any of it because it's, like, it's just ridiculous, like, how awful it is. But there's so much history to it that you kind of wish they would fix it because it kind of would be mm -hmm. sort of awesome to go down there. But uh, 
the one thing I learned was they take you by Music Hall. And apparently, Music Hall has a long and storied history of the worst shit. Yeah. Because it was like they it's built to be it. Haunted, yeah. Well, they, they built it, I guess, at, like in 1860 something. Because there was like a famous composer that lived in Cincinnati and he wanted to have like something here. Yeah. Or, uh, that's where May Festival started. He started May Festival in the 1860s. They built Music Hall specifically in a year for that guy to have May Festival there because he was Beethoven. so popular. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Handel. Who's Handel? Yes. Who's Handel? But then they didn't know what to do with it after Brands. that. <laughs> Bra- Bram Stoker's Dracula. Who's Moser? Jason Moser. <laughs> um, they, but they. They didn't know what to do with it after that, so it was a music hall for a long time, and then after in the 1900s, it turned into an orphan asylum. Oh, so like Jesus. essentially an orphanage for kids who had mental problems, or at least perceived mental problems at the time when uh, that was that. Then it actually turned into a sanitarium, and then in like uh, like the 1960s, I think they it was it was condemned for a while, or not even condemned. I think they just shut it down and they didn't do anything with it. And then when they went in to clean it up and they were going to turn it into an actual venue for like music, as it should be, mm-hmm. they were uh, this one elevator shaft at the bottom of it. They found 60 pounds of human remains. Wow. So. I guess a lot of people died in there and nobody knew about it and all like just crazy stuff that I kn- had no idea that place was ever any of those things and I found out all that stuff and now yeah. like it's like you know completely redone and like super nice and all that but they like he was telling him, oh there's all these ghost stories and everything but then he was like he's like but you have to take the haunted Cincinnati tour for that and it's like, don't try and upsell me, you <laughs> yeah. piece of shit. Just tell me. A five dollar upgrade if I tell you more. <laughs> give, give me five bucks. Hmm. We got a bundle package. Uh, we do haunted. We do historical. We do gay. <laughs> for five more dollars a day. It was really interesting, though. Yeah. I don't know. What's this I want to go to haunted stuff. I have friends who are ghost hunters, and I think most of that's bullshit, but I'd like to meet a lot of the crazy people that go and do it because that's always the coolest stories. Like, they'll be like, yeah, I met this guy, and he had a beard tattooed on his face. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, is that real? And he was like, (laughs) And then he disappeared. (laughs) And it turned out he was a ghost. Turned out the hunt was over. (laughs) Because I found him. And his name was Red October. <laughs> oh, and no. Then Tom Clancy bought the rights to that story and changed it to a submarine. Yeah, he changed it from a guy with a tattooed beard to a submarine in Russia. And then Sean Connery and Alec Baldwin were in the movie adaptation of my ghost story. Which I've never seen nor care to. Because I refuse to have I know my that ghost story. Dated. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> Has anybody read anything recently that's interesting? I'm reading The Omnivore's Dilemma right now, and it turns out we're all made of corn. <laughs> um, what is that? I, I, th- I feel like I've heard of that book. I thought I'd... Oh. <laughs> when did that come out? 
it's old now. It's like, it? I mean, relatively speaking for nonfiction, I think it's like 2003, 2004. Yeah. But I feel like I heard the name before. This guy named Michael Pollan, I think that's how it's pronounced, or Poland. But uh, he... Um, Pola. I haven't, I haven't gotten too deep into it. I'm only about maybe 75 pages in. But so far, he's just establishing that how corn took over everything in terms of industry and diet and ingredients and how like you know like people make fun of mexicans for eating you know tortillas and corn with everything and people make fun of this and that and like that we're literally like we have more we have corn in our dna like (laughs) we we have so like the percentage of of the amount of corn that we eat is higher than like anywhere else because, just in America? Or yeah, America? because of everything is corn, either corn, it's, there's corn itself, but then there's a million derivatives of corn that are in any kind of processed food. Right, right. So does it explain why eating corn is so bad? Um, it's not necessarily bad, but it's no. it's there, and we're <laughs> not aware of it. Right. But, uh, I mean, corn is like a sort of more complex form of sugar. So we, like, when we have stuff that has high fructose corn syrup in it, you can still say, oh, it doesn't have, it's fat-free, right, right. but it has, you know, more sugar the in it than anything thing, else. What, but, do they uh, call, what do they call uh, high fructose corn syrup now? They change the name. Yeah. It's still in a bunch of stuff. They say it's no HFCS, but then they change it to, like, yeah. some other... It's just a slightly altered chemical composition, so they can call it something else if they want, like... Health brew, <laughs> or, health syrup. Yes, that's that's ridiculous. But like, I remember like xanthan or xanthan or however you say it, gum. Is oh, an ingredient. Yeah, 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 that's corn apparently, and you know all kinds of shit. But anyway, like, and it all stems from one thing, which is uh, they invented a synthetic nitrogen fertilizer that makes corn grow you know really well and really fast and really consistently and uh they have also bred a strain of corn that like originally untouched corn apparently will the way it grows it you don't have to do anything like it grows it reproduces and it spreads but because that's bad business for selling, let's say, <clears throat> corn seeds or every. You it's know. bad business for Monsanto. Yeah. So, so they they created a strain of corn that was not infinitely renewable. Right. Because you can't make any money selling people. You know, here's a bag of corn seeds. See, you, have a nice life. Like. That's right. Yeah. There know. was there was a lawsuit recently with Monsanto yeah. because they had made those exact same type of corn thing, yeah. and Dow Chemical was also part of it. Uh, because they had a, I forget what they called it, but it was like it was almost like the idea of like planned obsolescence. Yeah, like that's what they did. That's yeah. exactly yeah, what they, they did. They can trademark DNA now for yeah, corn. Yeah, they genetically engineered um, most corn in the world to die, so that you have to replant it. And then they made synthetic nitrogen-based fertilizer. By the way, and this is, sounds like a conspiracy theory. But the guy who invented that nitrogen-based artificial synthetic fertilizer also is the same guy who invented Zyklon B. 
the gas they used to exterminate the Jews. Yeah. Like it's all this, you know. So it's so crazy. There's a, there's like actually... that's what he did after he after the war was like, okay, yeah. what I'm can gonna... I do now? What's yeah, like, don't want to go in this. What, what, how else I can ruin the earth? So, and like, there's all this shit like that nitrogen fertilizer like gets into the groundwater, and they have there's yeah. this phenomenon called blue babies. Where they're oh, yeah, I've yeah heard and about stuff that. like that. That's a result of it, and blah blah blah. But anyway, so it's and it, those two things: the nitrogen fertilizer and then the genetically engineered renewable corn, made it so that certain farmers could have like a mono crop. In other yeah. words, the only thing they grow is corn. Right. Or they grow, and a lot of farmers do this: they grow corn and soybeans and just alternate. Yep. And that's why we have this massive surplus yeah. of it because it's the easiest and most beneficial thing to do. Not in terms of the money you make from selling the crop, but you get like subsidies and all that from the government. Yeah, you do. It's crazy. It's but weird. It's it's that's always why weird it's in everything because we have so much of it and it's, it's so easy to grow. It's just really weird to read things about that because then you once you see those dots connected, yeah, it's and how fucking up. bizarrely corrupt all that is, you're just like, oh well, then I guess. Uh, I mean, not that I think all conspiracy nuts are correct, but I think there's definitely, like, a very bizarre yeah. uh, way that a conspiracy can be correct. Yeah, I mean, like, the conspiracy would be that the guy who invented Zyklon B found a trickier way to exterminate the human race, yeah. and it was just a lot slower or whatever. But that's, <laughs> but that's see probably, that's all, probably so more what happened not... was he was like, okay, you mean that if I work on this kind of a project with my chemical and engineering skills, then I don't have to go to jail and or die? Like, you know, I don't know. It's There's an entire, there's a whole book up. about that, um, about uh, a lot of the people who were to be tried as war criminals yeah. based on, like, you know, like the at the Hague for the Nazi war crimes and stuff. Yeah. A lot of them, because they were scientists, got out of it because... They were able to make. Oh hell! They were able to make like uh, various things that were supposed to be beneficial for the yeah. human race. Aaron Bray in a Lincoln Town car. Oh, you know he do that. But there's a whole book about that, and then you start realizing that some like there's a good there's a good amount of products that you use today that were developed by Nazis. Oh yeah, hell yeah. I mean, we all. No one doesn't use corn that w that uses nitrogen, you know, synthetic nitrogen fertilizer. No one has not eaten or used a product that is derived from that. Even if you choose not to now, you've done it before. So. Yeah, and even if you choose not to now, it's not like you even know if it's you're not using it right. necessarily. And that's why corn nuts are the worst <laughs> snack in the world. I was told them that band was dangerous. Might as well call them Nazi nuts. <laughs> Even if corn nuts are delicious. They are. And tortillas. That's how they get you. Uh, speaking again of the, the that uh, compulsion that you have, I, I was reading that book uh, that came out. Um, oh, God damn. I can't remember what the fuck the name of the guy is. He wrote The Men Who Stare at Goats. Oh yeah, um, I forget. Is that the psychopath test? Yeah, yeah. I read, the psychopath I, test. I read that yeah. book. It's really fucking interesting. I'm sure. It but is. then you can take the actual test at the end of it, and I feel like almost everyone, <laughs> it's at some level, is a psychopath. Well, that's, that seemed like his point. Like I saw him get interviewed. It was either on the Daily Show or Colbert Report. It was a Daily Show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it basically they made it sound like pretty much everyone is a psychopath. 
Well, the thing, he makes a strong point because he's saying that on some level, everyone has a base instinct that in certain situations, of course, you're going to have that thought, like a thought that would coincide or be congruent with the idea of being a psychopath. But there's certain people that only possess those traits and that's it. Like, they don't have the feelings of anything. They don't realize that remorse is wrong. What they want to do is they want to see... Like, they think that thing you thought. Then they want to see... They want to do it to see what happens based on that. And when they don't get caught, then they're like, well, that doesn't... Apparently, it it really doesn't matter to anybody, so I can just keep doing this thing and this thing. But then he talks to, like, all these people. There's all these interviews with all these, like, people who are on death row or people who have gotten away with murder who now admit that they were murderers and whatever. Or CEOs of companies. And then you start seeing, like, this correlation between people who are cutthroat in business and really don't care what happens, like, the people who probably do, like, that uh, Monsanto and stuff like that to do, like, the uh, genetically altered corn that just dies after a season or whatever. It's not, you know... um, but they don't care. That isn't like their 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 goal is to gain in the short term and not look out for the long term. They like yeah. whatever affects them is the only thing that matters. But it's really interesting to read that book only based on the fact that like he makes the point that like everybody has thoughts like that at some point or another, but it's not like you're going to act on them. And then the people who do those are the people that you watch out for. What do you think, Palm? You're a psychopath. Uh, right, yeah. Like, I think what the official thing is, is like, it's a continuum. It's not like you're sane or insane. It's like how many checks you have in yeah, this yeah. area. Because, like, there was this guy who was talking about how his brother, guy knows, his brother was, like, uh, super religious, and he believed he could heal people. And so for, like, the cheapest healing trick you can do is say, like, well, your leg, one of your legs is, like, an inch shorter than the other one. I'll lay hands on you, and it'll grow, and it's a miracle. And it's like, you know, that doesn't really make him crazy. It's just, he's a little off. Right. And, uh, Couldn't you know. you just measure the legs before right, and but, after? Right, but, simple. it's like, just, uh, and it becomes a thing of, like, who is he scamming? Is he, like, trying to scam people, or does he actually believe it, you know? I don't know, man. I feel like at a certain point, it goes beyond that, like, where it's like... Where it heals, I think like, the, it heals like the knee or the right, thigh. Right, Well, I think, at the, I think it's just like, at first, it's not a belief. I think they just think they can do it. And it's the same thing as, like, once you've got a taste of that, and, like, people are, like, saying, like, oh, you really helped me and everything, right. that then they start believing it, and right. that becomes a belief system. It's yeah. not even, like... I don't believe in any of that shit. <laughs> I don't believe in nothing. You and I'll tell in... you why. I believe that there is stuff outside the realm of my ability to perceive that exists. Like, I'm limited by my five senses and my intuition and my in- the information I have in my brain. And I'm sure that things exist outside of that only because it seems logical. Like what? But, like anything. I mean, like, I don't know what it... I, I can't name it. Because well, I mean, I just like I, I'm saying like, do you, is there an example like of a thing you can think of that you're like, oh shit, that did happen? Well, I'm I think that things that people can't explain, 
are either explainable and they haven't gone far enough with their explanation, or they're due to something that they can't explain, and that it's impossible for humans to explain, so they use the limited resources that are at their disposal within those limitations to explain it. In other words, that thing did that, so, and I don't know how, so therefore it must be a ghost. Oh, okay. You know, or I really miss my dad so much so that I feel like he's with me sometimes because I remember the feeling of him so strongly and all that that he's actually with me and he's floating above me and it's like, so I hope he's polite when, you know, when you're fucking, when you have diarrhea or (laughs) when you're fucking beaten off to uh, kitty death porn. Um, well, I mean, I'll be honest. My dad's always been very nice about watching me do yeah, that. I hope it's, <laughs> yeah, but in so death, but in death dead, would yeah. he be polite enough to, like, you know, float to the other room for a while or something? Like, it's just... No, I think he just watched like To me, <laughs> if the... Okay, if there is an afterlife, but this whole time my grandparents have been watching me beat off, I'd rather have the alternative. Of just nothing? There to be no afterlife, and I don't have to explain <laughs> myself. Like... Don't but you like, think they'd um, be in a higher plane and they'd understand that they wouldn't care anymore? Well, I don't know. Some of the shit I do. Like, no, um, <laughs> like, you twist what, what does cat that tell you about the afterlife that all your your grandparents want to do is watch you beat off? Yeah, it must be like, a boring that, afterlife. That's a bad scene. <laughs> I mean, like, not that that's all they want to do. <laughs> it's just they want to do it sometimes. But they, sure they have more right access or... to seeing it happen. <laughs> so it's only And access. it's not fair because I'm not going to get to see them beat off. Because they That's did, they really did that before off, I died. Right, right. So it's not even. Well, yeah. unless you unless you get up there and make them, well, make them. <laughs> <laughs> it's payback. Time. Maybe that's what makes it oh, heaven. Right. Is that you don't care anymore? Right. Maybe when you go to heaven, you no longer want to see your grandparents beat off. That's my heaven. I really feel like I would. That's heaven yeah, to me. I think most people have achieved that already. That and um, unlimited double cheeseburgers with no consequences. That's heaven. (laughs) God bless America. I, uh... You know what? I've been thinking about that recently. Uh, Not not afterlife stuff, because, like, whatever. Because you're going to live forever. (laughs) Well, because I did... A couple couple months ago, I did go to the hospital. Right. Like, and I was, like, really weirded out after that. Yeah. For, like, a while. Because I was, like... I was, like, I really thought I was going to die that night. Yeah. But it, it was... That was just... Like... The doctor more or less should have just said to me, "You're a jackass. Stop being a jackass." But he didn't. He was nicer about it. It was just like you know, oh, you have anxiety about things. You worry too much. Stop it, kind of. Which is kind of what he said to me. And I went to the like my actual doctor after I went to the emergency room, and he was like, "Look, don't, just stop being stressed out so much. Try your best to not be stressed out, and I'll give you a prescription for this." drug that you can take if you start feeling that way. Right. Ever since then I haven't taken any of those because I haven't felt that way and I'm pretty sure like a majority of the reason I ever felt that way is because I made a bunch of poor fucking decisions that week that led me <laughs> that led me to drinking five fucking days in a row mm-hmm. exorbitant amounts that I didn't need to and then... Wearing yourself out Yeah, and then sitting there trying like having... A hangover that turned into a not hangover because it just made you feel like your body is caving in on itself and like, yeah. you know. The only time I've had like real, like, 
uncontrollable depression to the point where I couldn't pinpoint a direct source. Right. Um, is when I'm like really, really hungover. Yeah. And, it, and then that's happened like that happens as I get older and it lasts for days. That's I think that's what happened to me too. Is that just that yeah. like, and it's not I don't even know like what it necessarily was like because it's not even like I'm a very depressed person necessarily. No. I just think, like, in a lot of ways, like, the last year or so, I haven't really been able to figure out what I've been wanting to do. Yeah. You know? And we're getting older. Yeah. And then that starts scaring me, and then I start thinking, like, yeah. oh, no, this is it. I'm dying. <laughs> and, I'll, yeah. uh, and I go to the fucking hospital, and they're just like, you're not dying. Also, here, and then I get bills in the mail. It's like, here's your $1,200 hospital you better. Here's some money. Don't kill yourself. <laughs> I, you know, a few years ago, it wasn't a panic attack, but... You know, I was having these, like, really bad chest pains. Right. And it's like, well, I can call up this nurse on my insurance and, you know, talk to her and, like, well, should I go right. or shouldn't I? And it's like, you know, and so it's like, well, I can't really talk and I can't breathe. And it's like, I feel like I'm going to throw up. It hurts that bad. Yeah. And so, you know, I do go to the ER and it's like, well, if you had history of, like, ulcers? And I go, like, well, yeah, I've had an ulcer and it was on my esophagus, which is where your heart uh, is, yeah, sort yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. And it's like... Okay, well, if it ever happens again, you know, come back. And it's been years, and it Never hasn't again. happened, and it's just, you know, way your body fucks. Have you ever even had anything like that? Because I feel like you've always, like, ever since I've known you, you've always seemed like you've always been in, like, pretty good health. I mean, have you had, like, the sinus things? And yeah, I know you've that's had, just like, an inconvenience, though. Right. Um, but I don't, like, I don't, I can't think of a time I've ever known you had gone to the hospital or, like, really felt like you had, like, I've a really bad... I've been actually a lot, but not for, like, life-threatening things. Like, it was... You just like to go? <laughs> yeah, I just like to go and, like, hey, be no. like, hey, like, can I give you guys this money? <laughs> can I just hand you cash and we'll eliminate the whole billing thing? But, like, Because uh, I've been working at half price books and I get this <laughs> discount and I don't know what to do with the extra money. It's fucking sweet, all <laughs> yeah. this extra money I got. But, uh, I mean, I got a kid, but... He needs to pay his own way. Uh, but I, I went for, uh, when I was in the scariest time, and this was chemically influenced, like when I was in high school, especially towards the end of high school and then a couple years following high school, I did a bunch of drugs and stuff. And um, I've always had respiratory problems as far as like, I've always gotten bronchitis, strep throat, and then later in life, sinus infections right and um there was a night where i i had already been sick like i'd had pro what was probably bronchitis something like that yeah. but i still had went ahead and smoked pot um and it was pot this that, clear it up. that was i i had heard was probably laced with pcp <laughs> but good, but i went yeah. for it anyway <laughs> Oh, you got it. And then... You're gonna go all the way. And then I took acid because, you know. And, <laughs> when uh, the PCP isn't enough. There was... I started having really serious, like, breathing problems that night where it's like... I took acid with my friend Matt, who was, like, my drug buddy. And then there was this party we were supposed to go to, and I started feeling real bad. So I didn't go to the party. And... uh at a, or maybe I'm mixing up my nights, but anyway, I, I, I started not being able to breathe very well. It was probably like the worst, like I was literally like, I was kind of in a fetal position, but sitting up in my dad's recliner in their living room, and I was breathing like this. 
<gasps> like that. And to the point where I was like, I mean, and most things, like, if it's bad, I'm like, oh, I'll get through this. This is fine. Like, my first response is always denial. And uh, I learned that from my parents. And, Me too. Uh, <laughs> Same way. And, uh, you know, but uh, it's, I'm learning, I'm actually learning the opposite of that, you know, now that I have a kid. But, but uh, cause my parents are like, oh, he's fine. I'm like, oh, really? Because there's blood spurting from him. <laughs> um, let's probably do something about that. But anyway, uh, and uh, I told, you know, I basically told my parents, like, I, I don't know what's wrong. And they drove me, you know, that was real bad. So they drove me to the hospital, which was, I think they took me to Children's Hospital in Clifton, or, or Good Sam, one of those two. And, like, on the way, um, you know, and I'm mixing up two nights. They took me to the hospital, and uh, they, like, put me on, you know, a couple of things, and they did some tests. And then this doctor came in, real arrogant, when it was just me, and he's like, indulging in a little marijuana tonight, were we? <laughs> Something like that, and I'm just like, my first, and I did what my first reaction was to everything back then when I was accused of anything, which is to say no, you know? And uh, that was when my parents like found out, or my dad found out that I like might have done some drugs or something because my sister told him that, you know, I had pot and blah, blah, blah. But uh, that night, like, I spent the night in the hospital. I had to have oxygen on me because the oxygen level in my blood was so low. Right. Um, to give you an idea of a time frame, when I was there in the little, like, rec room for the hospital, the children's floor, right. they had the Sega Genesis with Sonic the Hedgehog. And then after I was there, I was like, <coughs> excuse me. Oh, I'm dying now. Um, after that, I was like, oh, I need a Sega Genesis. So, but... Uh, that was like it's just a scary night like where it was like so serious where I couldn't barely breathe um and that was that see I mixed two stories all up that was when I was coming home from Chicago that was like a school trip and they thought I might have Legionnaire's disease and the other time <laughs> the other time I, I, every time I hear Legionnaire's yeah. disease I always think it's like the funniest thing because it's always like you know it's such an most, antiquated because you always picture whatever your version of a Legionnaire yeah is. yeah yeah and you're like, oh, that guy's diseased. He's so diseased. <laughs> but uh, with his musket. The others. The other time was when I was on acid, and I told my parents that I was on acid, and they didn't know what to do. So they, because I had come to a point where I wanted to quit doing drugs regularly, and right, they, right. like, I was like, they didn't know what to do, so they took me to the hospital. I mean, I'm tripping balls, and they drive me to the hospital, and on the way, and this is like three or four, you know, it's late at night. My dad runs over not one but two cats. And I, like, because I'm on acid, I can, like, feel every bone in their body snapping. I can feel, like, you know, the muscles tearing. And all, and, they, like, and I'm just, like, the second time he did it, I just screamed at him. I'm just, like, stop it. Like, like he was doing it on purpose, poor guy, you know. And uh, that was a pretty crazy night because there was a time we were on Interstate 74 between 275 and where 74 meets the 75 on our way down to like Good Sam or, or Children's or wherever we went and I thought for a second and I really thought this because you know when you're on acid like it's really easy to make ideas become temporary truths and uh, I, I thought for a moment that I had died 
and that everything that was happening was just the stuff that was going through my mind as I was laying there uh, dying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, like a Jacob's Ladder type. Yeah. Exactly, because I'd seen that movie while on mushrooms, and it fucking freaked me out. But like, yeah, I thought that that whole time I was laying there dead, and that everything that was happening was up to that point. And like, but it, I don't know. It's really I need to go into it more. I need to write about it because it's really complicated, and I can't. I haven't sorted it out as much. Right. Like I hide everything. Hides I I hide from with humor. Like I keep right, off right, yeah, all yeah. that shit with humor. Yeah. Like and I, I swear to God, if some, if I lost a limb, I would be cracking jokes while the people worked on me, yeah. just to defy whatever it was in the universe that caused that, me to lose my limb. That's basically what I was doing the entire yeah. time I was in the hospital. I was just like, yeah, you know, it's probably, yeah. I'm probably gonna die. It's I mean, fine. The first time I ever got stitches, I got hit in the head. Like we were having a rock fight, which is always a good idea. <laughs> always. And I got hit right in the forehead, and I just started bleeding like a stuck pig, like. Because you believe from head wounds pretty badly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had, like, this sheen of blood over my face. And the guys, we weren't ready yet to tell the parents. Because we, we knew it was serious, but we didn't know how serious. We didn't want to get in trouble. So I was like, just get me some paper towels. And they got me some paper towels. And, like, there's just so much blood everywhere. And I'm just, like, cracking jokes constantly the whole time. I'm bleeding out of my head. And I'm just, like like making all these jokes about it and the guys are like laughing but then they'd be like oh uh yeah it's your face is covered in blood and i ended up getting stitches for it and everything but like i just know that's going to be my defense mechanism like i'm in i'm still i feel you know i'm almost 35 i feel immortal and invulnerable and i'm not and i know that i'm not but it's one thing to to know it as a sort of you know intellectual piece of information and it's another thing to actually physically like understand it and feel it like, my godfather passed away um, a couple weeks ago. We went to his funeral and everything, and it's still, it's like, it was happening, and I was watching it happen, but the reality of it still hasn't really, you know, hit right. me. And I don't know if it ever will. Like, I'm always in denial about well, that Well, I sort of think, like, it's not necessarily, like, it's going to help you or be a great thing if, like, you think about, well, if you accept death, it's like, well, you're going to die anyway, whether you accept it or not. So right. it's like, you know, it's like... You can think about it and say, well, one day I'm going to die, and yeah. you don't know when. And if you think about it, that's not going to really do anything no, to help no, you. No, it's no. Right, just exactly. just going to be like, well, gee, that, that's shit. What I can was I actually, do? Yeah. I was just having that conversation yesterday about, because um, I, I was talking, like, uh, my friend Barbara that I, like, hang out with all the time, um, like, we always have, like, discussions about, like, all kinds of stuff, and, like, she was asking me, like, what like my biggest fear was and like I was like probably dying I imagine and like she said that well that you know she's like well that makes the discussion really short because that's mine too and I was like I was like actually <laughs> I don't even think necessarily for me that it's dying because I accept the fact that it's going to happen and whether it happens like whenever it happens whatever happens I'm not going to fucking know you know what I mean like that's yeah. that's it yeah. like I'm done I'm gone anyway my biggest fear is that a, I'm gonna miss all kinds of shit that I wanted to do, you know. Like, <laughs> I was talking about like, that tonight. Yeah. Like, oh, I, you know, like, oh, there's this movie coming out here soon. That's I wanted exactly to see. That's exactly what we were talking about. And tonight, then I'm like, yeah. I'm like, God damn it, I'm not gonna see it, yeah. or whatever. And Where then are I'll... you? In heaven. <laughs> oh, in the old heavenly driving with the angels. Yes. Uh, and then also my other one is that like. Will I accomplish the goals I wanted to accomplish? Because that's a big fucking... And, like, my thing was, uh, I was like, I was like, because 
it sucks, like, anytime someone dies, it sucks because people are like, you know, they're sad and everything. And then, eventually that, that, that kind of thing fades, and whether it's weeks, months, years down the line, it fades away. But those people aren't going to fucking pick up the mantle where I left off. They're not going to do the thing I wanted to do, and especially yeah. not the way I wanted to do it. So, that's probably the biggest fear, I feel like. Because, like, at this point, it's like... It's like whether or not I actually, which I didn't, ever stare death in the face. Right. Uh, <laughs> like I still felt that way. I still had that that right. that you felt your mortality. Sounds, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I felt it, and I know I'm not invincible. And I've done things to try my best to to get a little healthier and be a little better about things, and 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 try to accomplish the goals I want to. But there's always that that time, like when you're sitting there by yourself and you start thinking, like, like. No one's around now. What if it happens right now? <laughs> Which is it's terrifying, but at the same time, not yeah. not in the same way it used to be. I feel like when I was younger, I thought death was like a dumb like that's not gonna happen to me ever. What by the time I'm older, there's gonna be robot bodies. They're gonna put my brain, and I'll just be alive forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now it's like I'm older there's and like not any money in that. That's true. <laughs> it's true. You, you, keeping people alive forever unless i'm like a trillionaire and i can just keep paying every year to have my robot body There's money in treatment but not in the cure nope, exactly <laughs> yeah you're totally right but i think it's like most people i don't get it because like i think what you're talking about is more like having an unfulfilled life or because you know it's like you know everybody dies and it's like well even if you live to be 90 those dreams might not be fulfilled mm -hmm. and it's like you can look back and say well i didn't do this or didn't have this and like that's really no better and it's like no 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 like you actually know. in some ways i think that might be worse yeah because like yeah. you didn't even because you're 90 Cause, and you made it that far right like but did you even try for the things right, like yeah you know, that thing might have been the thing like, that killed you, know, you i but. think death is pretty neutral it's just like how you die more people are afraid of because yeah. you know the actual circumstances are scary yeah. and you feel scared while it's happening probably and yeah. it's like when you see it happen like you know you know, dying in your sleep really ain't a bad way to go. No, and it's like, not, yeah. yeah, it's like not, not many people are afraid of that, but they're afraid of like, well, long illness and, you know, looking back at your life and all that shit. Like, I, I, I feel like uh, the worst way to immediately die mm -hmm. is if you were on fire yeah, and definitely. you ran into the water and you were not on fire and you drowned. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would be the worst way to immediately die. The worst way to die long term would be uh, as a prisoner in your own body. Yeah, like definitely. if you somehow paralyzed got paralyzed or, in, oh or yeah, something like that, like a degenerative LAS or something, yeah, yeah. Like, Huntington's you know. disease, or yeah. something horrible like that. Yeah, yeah it's, I wouldn't want to be tortured to death. No, no. by no. someone I, I didn't like. <laughs> <laughs> if it was somebody you like, it well, the there's a story. I mean, but. you know, if they're getting some degree of pleasure out of it, if it was a, uh, if it was one day, like if I was, if I knew, if I could know, like okay. You're going to die in six hours, but you have to go through this torture. Or you could just choose to die right now. I would choose right now. But I have that mechanism where I'm like, no matter what, there's always like... I'll, I would choose the six hours because maybe at five right. minutes and, or five hours and 30 minutes, I somehow find a way out of it. You know? No, right? I agree. Because that's the human that, thing yeah, that's to totally, keep you that's surviving. An instinct. That's yeah, just yeah. survival instinct. It's like... So why the fuck are we here? Let me ask you a, a question that I asked my mom when I was a kid, sure. and that I, that I found echoed and almost verbatim 
in Grant, uh, Grant Morrison issue of Doom Patrol, it's, it's, it's no coincidence, I feel like, that I was drawn to him as an author, and he later expressed, like, all these exact questions I have, which is this very simple question, why is there something instead of nothing? Huh? Huh? Come on, podcasters. <laughs> well, to... Solve it. To chips. solve that. Why, withered chips. <laughs> Goeth, oh palm, oh wise palm. <laughs> Whither oh, kettle geez. cooked chips? What? I mean, like, you mean, why that's, is there that's anything? That's not his question, though. That's somebody else's question. Do you he, mean he's no? Quoting like, how, how do you want? It's a natural question. Right, but how do you want to tackle someone. it? But I wasn't quoting someone when I came, when I asked my mom that. Right, you know what right. I'm saying? It's a oh, question. Yeah, maybe I'm thinking of you. So you don't know? No, but it's <laughs> a universal, universal question. Yeah. Yeah. It's a human idea. Yeah. Well, it's uh, like you know. Like, why won't she fuck me? That's another universal question. Because you ugly, that's how it gets. Yeah, because you got, <laughs> got a crooked dick. Um, but, uh. Yeah. Oh, sorry about my gonzo dude. Oh, I can't well, fuck you, but I can fuck the girl next to you. <laughs> so, you say crooked dick. Never mind. Well, uh, there's, there's no meaning except the meaning you make. So it's like, there's no reason why we're here except if you pick a reason and try to follow that. So, okay, so then my question becomes like. <laughs> If there's no no meaning except for the meaning we make, then if to me the most holy wonderful thing is killing a child or molesting a child or like you know what I mean, like <laughs> you're gonna have to help it, us with this well, one. Yeah, you're going. Saying, how, how are we gonna get there? Is that not objectively speaking? If there's no meaning but the meaning we make. Couldn't isn't murder then? We're trying to control justifiable destiny. as we're, a meaning. I think we're trying to control destiny by doing good things instead of evil things. Because uh, it's like, okay, bad shit's gonna happen, and we can't control that, but yeah. we can control whether we do bad shit or not. That's true. We can. So it's like you know, oh, I'm doing something good because, <laughs> and I'm affecting something bigger because you're deciding not to put bad shit into the world. By doing something See, evil. I, for me, it's like even selfish. Like where I'm like, I won't. Do, I don't want bad shit to happen to me. So the best I can do is to not do bad. Sh- is, as, I do as little bad shit as possible. Right. That's like they talk about like genetic morality. Yeah. About how morality is based around the fact that it's like okay, if another person's sick, you take care of that person right. to hope someday somebody takes care of you, and that's like a morality that goes like through the animal kingdom. Yeah. That, like, when animals are doing that, you know, it's just something that's not strictly people. Right. And it's, you know, it's just, and so it sort of is morality. It's like you're trying to make a better world where there's, like, less suffering. So, you know. And, like, whether or not it's some, you know, construct of uh, religion or whatever thing you want to extrude from that, it doesn't, like... A lot of people are like, oh, karma, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. That's a human construct, to be fair. A lot of people want to make that as, like, this cosmic thing. Right. But it isn't totally. Right. It's just the idea of that you would rather have the world be a better place than a worse right. place. Right. It, like, killing, killing, raping, uh, and generally being a total violent... No one said raping. Molesting. Well, Big you did difference. say molesting. It's kind of the... <laughs> no, it's not the same. <laughs> But no, I mean, it's still is a, it's still a human idea, but a human idea can uh, affect things positively, and positively means that you would rather that I wasn't over here throwing knives at you 
you would rather that I was just sitting here talking to you. Right. Throwing and marshmallows. Like, but perhaps, yeah, so yes, throwing marshmallows is so nice. <laughs> but perhaps, like, religion and stuff isn't, isn't a way of, like, the way we conduct our own lives. Because if we say, okay, well, morality's on its own, and then we can decide that. It's um, a way of imposing morality on other people. It is. Because it's it is. not trusting people. Because, you know, you also know that people are bad, because, you know, no. there's definitely that side to people. So it's like, well, you know, if we build up religions around hell or whatever right you know because people don't we don't trust people to know right from wrong right and because it's impossible to do right all the time and, so uh not to be a self-referential jag off or anything <laughs> but jag i do off. uh dan whiting and i did tackle this on our podcast yeah. uh trying to figure out which is the correct religion to follow <laughs> And we found out that it was universal uh, Unitarianism because it's essentially, <laughs> essentially, it isn't about the religion you follow. It's whatever you want, but just don't be a complete dickhead. Right. Just do things that make things positive for other people. Right. Don't do things that make things terrible for other people because you start looking at other shit and you start worrying about where the world is going and that has been going on since the beginning of uh, human history being mm. like this guy uh, a couple rocks from here mm. he's acting like a dick to these people but I'm nice to these people and we have a nice place <laughs> to live is in. a dick yeah <laughs> but it's, it's been that way for for centuries and it still continues on or millennia it still continues on is that you look at where we live fine whatever there are things that suck in America there's a lot of things that are overlooked there's a lot of poverty that is overlooked. There's a lot of hunger that's overlooked. There's a lot of people who are basically marginalized and stuff. Yeah. That's terrible. Some people get by, some people don't. But then you look at a place like Syria that right yeah. now, they're wholesale slaughtering their own people yeah. for what? So this guy doesn't have to step down? He's yeah. eventually going to die anyway, and yeah. then someone's going to step in his place. Yeah. Certainly, our lives as a whole here as citizens are better than their lives as a whole right. as people there. It could be better. Uh, could the U.S. make it better? Certainly. Some people would be against that, some people before it, but it's so relative to each other, everything is so relative, that there is no common answer to it, necessarily. Yeah. It's just, there is no reason whether why it exists or doesn't exist. It just, we exist, we don't know why. There is no right. real like, answer. I guess where a question goes in my mind is, you know, what is a moral life? Because it's a thing of, you know, you know, so many people who struggle with, you know, just life and it's like, they ask, well, what are the answers? And it's like, well, someone who's like willing to die for their beliefs or, you know, kill for their beliefs, you know, they have a certainty and they know they're doing the right thing. Right. And, you know, and they can look at it, well, you know, if they're killed by like the enemy or whatever they feel like they're making a difference and maybe they are and then maybe they're not right but they feel like they've have a fulfilled life where yeah. you know they have purpose they have certainty and so it should but i guess it goes to like is that right or wrong i guess it's right. just all dependent on the person right right because you know it's a thing of you know people could go to their death thinking they're doing this profound thing and, you know, in the end, it doesn't really make a difference. You know, yeah. history is going to go which way it's going to go. And, you know, one life isn't going to make a difference. And, you know, it's just how do you 
make what choices. What about Martin Luther King? Well, you know... That was one life. Right, but he didn't do it alone. What about Martina Vatilova? <laughs> one life. Well, I'll tell you Who's one thing. She didn't win the Wimbledon yeah, she's by not, herself. Uh, she had trainers. She had uh, coaches. What about Dominique Mociano? The Carrie Strug. Oh, okay. oh, the gymnast. <laughs> what about Phil Dante? What about he, Phil Donahue? <laughs> what about Phil Donahue? Right. What about, why don't we just all follow Phil Donahue's example? <laughs> because he got kicked off his network for being too liberal. <laughs> That'll show him. Yeah. <laughs> Can we kill people? Yeah. I just want to kill. Well, yeah, it's like, you know, there's always going to be murder, and mm. always people are going to justify it, mm-hmm. and it's just something we can never know, because it's like, you know, what do you do with people who are like serial killers? Eat them. You know, it's like, <laughs> is it going to even matter, you know, whether they live in jail or die? That's, I think I think a lot of people ask that question, though, like, where... Maybe it is a societal construct where morality comes from, but that's the... I I remember this from years ago. I had this awful, awful, long argument with this person who said they were an anarchist. God, oh, Jesus. And I said, I said, you can't be an anarchist because you can't trust people to not have human ambition. Right. Here's, here's my estimate, and this is based on no data. Mm-hmm. There are about... 50 to 100 actual committed anarchists in the United States. Everyone else is a fucking poser. <laughs> I'll agree with that, and yet well, I will I will then go further and say those 50 to 100 anarchists that are committed have also brought up, they've also fostered their own idea of morality based on what they believe, and they are no better than the people. See, I think those are the posers. Them. Well, then they're all posers. And no way, dude. Those 50 to 100 are hardcore. I'll tell you who... We're no, really hardcore. There's only, <laughs> there's only four real anarchists, and they're all in uh, Operation Cliff Clavin. They are. <laughs> they're in a bunker about a mile into the Earth's core. <laughs> yeah. Just controlling the worlds. Yeah. That, I don't know. I just it, But that guy bothered me so much that I still remember it from so long ago because he tried to say that if everything... If, if you... If government was gone, and oh man, I could just throw Molotov cocktails through every every <laughs> McDonald's window, and oh no more Big Macs and whatever, is that everything would be fine? You would have this weird utopian society, and it's like no, that's wrong. And the way I tried to explain it is that even if you filtered out all the things we have now, it would take so long to filter that out of of the human impossible, it's an impossible genetic task. structure or whatever. Uh, to have that, you would go back to caveman times, and, it, and then you would just start it all over right. again. Because there would be one caveman who picked up a stick and was like, I'm sick of this pussy telling us to just right. all be fine. Right. I think I can run things better. He would hit yeah. that guy with a stick, he would then conquer everybody, yeah. and then it would all start over again. Is that you will never factor out ambition from any species. You even see that with fucking apes yeah. and, and monkeys and things that have enclaves in in forests that they have set borders that they have for their own uh right. you know species or genus or whatever you want to call it is if another one from another forest comes there 
they beat them almost right. to death and leave them at the border of that forest for right. as as a warning to the other ones to not come over there and try and be friends because they don't right. want because you know there's there's competition but it's more complicated than that because it's like nature wants us to compete but also nature wants us to cooperate right. in a lot of ways so it's like fucking nature <laughs> tell you what I'll tell you what if anything I learned today nature's bullshit <laughs> That's it. That was yeah. the uh, the moral of this entire conversation. Damn right. So let's all get on our gas-guzzling Humvees <laughs> and whatever else and destroy as many trees as we can yeah. and birds and twist We're off all the cats. destroy necks. these two trees right here. Let's do it. Let's if, cut them no, down. No, I'm right not going to. If they get destroyed, it's not my fault. There wouldn't be any shade Therefore, right now, so. I'm an environmentalist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By passively watching things happen, <laughs> I've become the ultimate savior of humanity. <laughs> Look at these trees. They're still standing, thanks to me not cutting them down. I am a genius and a hero. <laughs> a gentleman and a scholar. Oh, the ultimate human being. Fatty and a flatty. I got nothing. <laughs> a fatty and a boombatty. <laughs> tell you what, Fatty though, and its mortal enemy, boombatty. I'm going to get real big. And I'm gonna smuggle in my folds. <laughs> what you got in your fold today, Tom? Don't you wish you could touch me and find out? Wow. So your plan is to get really fast hash. so people will touch I you? I got a brick of hash if you can find it. <laughs> Alright, so here's what we... fucking NSA. <laughs> here's what I... <laughs> NSA. looking for it. Yeah. The Enjoy. National Security Administration <laughs> is looking for a brick of hash <laughs> in the folds of your fat. Not the ATF, not the people who care. I gotta bring a hash, fucker. Come on, NSA. Find my brick of hash. It's in my cock, just stroke it 20 times and I'll show I got my brick of hash. There's only one way to get it out. So so we'll wrap this up by saying, what we learned today is Tom hopes he gets so big <laughs> that he has folds that people ha he he want here's okay Tom wants to become the savior of the human race so that people have to line up in front of him because he's so fat he holds all the answers in the, his folds of fat if only you can find them and you have to reach in and find them uh, he's like the he's like a he's like a grab bag he's like I that am. thing on Double Dare he had to reach into the nose and uh, the snot was in there. So that's what we learned today. Yes. The, the entire porch cast for today. I hide secrets in my folds like morels. <laughs> this, the, the, the moral, the entire thing we learned uh, from those. today. Mushrooms, they're hard to find. No. The porch cast boils down to this for this episode is that Tom Schmidlin, fat Tom Schmidlin, obese, large, 500 whatever pounds uh, has to have the hole and the side, like the wall cut out of his room with the crane come in and lift him up like oh Jerry yeah. Springer. Tom yeah. Schmidlin is just like the book, The Secret, that he could get the discount on at Price Books and yeah, read it. And hide it in my folds. And there you go. And when someone finds it, the world will be solved and everything will be fine and peaceful. Just think positive. Just visualize what you want and mm, it'll make appear. A, make a vision board for it. Yep. So... For the porch guests, we're gonna sign off. I'm Justin Adams at work to not hear this debacle, but this one was funnier than the other two <laughs> it will I recorded. Be once it's heavily edited. Uh, so for the porch guest, uh, brought to you by Vodka uh, Gibson's 
or I'm sorry, Gordon's vodka. Trust the Gordon's vodka <laughs> yes. and Go- lemonade, vodka and, and fish sticks. The Samuel Adams, Samuel Adams <laughs> summer assortment. I got me a Boston Lager. <laughs> well, and, well, and Hussman's kettle cooked original we'll say, flavor potato chips nothing, and munchos. Nothing says porch like a palm. <laughs> Bye. Um, bye. <laughs> Go to hell. <laughs>